0: Australia on SEN Track. Welcome to Kiwi Chasing for New Zealand Greyhounds. The first bet, Sunday through Friday. grnz.co.nz And a very big welcome to you on this Sunday morning to another edition of Kiwi Chasing, all thanks to New Zealand Greyhounds. The first bet Sunday through to Friday. Visit grnz.co.nz for all of the greyhound racing news from across the ditch from an Australian point of view. There's been a lot happening, obviously. The Fahy's had another clean sweep at the New Zealand Breeders' Stakes and I'm sure they'll be celebrating in that operation. Another man who'll be celebrating with a number of winners based on the tips last week is Mark Rosanowski and joining him, of course, Andy McCook, who also provided some great tips. How are you, Rosso and Andy?
1: Yes, good morning. Good morning to you, Damien, and uh, and to you, Andy. Um, Yeah, we'll we'll keep the tips, tip segment this week. (laughs) Uh, Form could be fluctuating, can't it? But uh, it was nice to uh, to throw out. Uh, Yes, indeed, indeed. Uh, Nice to throw out some uh, last week, and we'll try and do that again. Um, We're uh, sort of on a knife edge at the moment here, uh, Damien. We've got uh, an unscheduled press conference called this morning by New Zealand's Prime Minister this morning, Jacinda Ardern. Would appear that we're going to head back into what we call the uh, the red light setting from 11:59 tonight. That seems to be the go, um, which um, we'll be able to keep racing under the current red light strategy. Just um, crowds, crowds. Well, we, to be fair, um, most of our meetings are run with with very few on track anyway, other than those who have to be there. Uh, very fortunate it would seem for the industry to have the Karaka meeting, the Karaka Million meeting, go ahead at Ellerslie last night, which was uh, uh, quite a party. Andy, uh, <laughs> welcome you in here. We've, uh, we've seen uh, another Group One week down your way with the New Zealand Breeders' Stakes and the, uh, the favourites coming through and the three features that we're going to talk about today
2: yeah it was a big night uh, there on uh, thursday out of addington and once again team fahey to the fall was not only the winner but the trifecta in the group one uh, on the night and uh, we saw uh, i don't know if you want to call it the unearthing but certainly the most improved sprinter going around in the form of Homebush Sirius, who we're going to talk about a little bit later on as well, who was able to break the 17-second barrier in the running of the Harding Cup. So, yeah, it's been all on. It's been a, a good week to be involved in racing, Rosa. These weeks are the, the week she love Group 1 Racing on the Greyhounds and, of course, uh, the, uh, the Karaka Million last night. Team Te to the fore there and uh, Jamie Richards and what's probably going to be his last Te uh, karaka like million for a, a wee wall with him venturing to hong kong and he uh, he kept his domination rolling
1: indeed he did Yes, yeah. so we've had a, a big week across the uh, the racing industry and um yeah we uh, we brace for the onset of uh, the omicron variant here in new zealand damien obviously um been experiencing that uh, quite badly in a couple of states in particular over there and uh, this, uh, this cursed virus continues to affect us, but um, racing, of course, continued on through the whole way in Australia, and uh, obviously under the current settings that we have, if we do, do do go to the red light setting tonight, we can continue to race, and um, and our turnovers have held up reasonably well. I guess there's a lot of people at home, and at the moment no one can, can travel very far, so if we can put on some uh, entertainment and some betting opportunities, then we um, can continue to, to, to get through this and just seems to be a very long tunnel every time we see the light it goes dark again
2: yeah you're not wrong there although it's a a, a sketchy time and a a scary time to be involved in, uh, in things like racing greyhounds like you said at least we can usually or we did last time continue to race under the red light it just means a whole lot more restrictions and the mask wearing comes back into play going out to the boxes and all that sort of stuff but at least we can continue to race but uh, yeah sketchy time to have a, a big team of greyhounds as a lot of people do here in new zealand and uh, when we're traveling on a knife edge as such when things can be uh, taken away from us in the the blinking of an eye it's yeah just a little bit of a, a nerve-wracking time for many trainers and owners throughout the country
1: Indeed. Well, our first guest this morning is a man who uh, achieved Group 1 success as an owner on Thursday night with Opawa Superstar, the Greyhound, trained by Jean and Dave Fahey. And, um, of course, we had uh, Dave on last week, and he was very happy with the dog, even though he was beaten in his heat, felt he was spot on for the final, and that proved to be 100% accurate because the dog came out one sensational style and ran a personal best, 29 and 80 as well. Alan Davidson joins us. Uh, Alan uh, Parones, a power superstar, in association with A Power Racing Limited, who bred the dog, and we've had Robin Wales from A Power Racing on the show in the past. But uh, Al, it's uh, good to invite you on this morning. How are you doing?
3: Yeah, good. Thank you, uh, Rosso, Andy, and Damien, and uh, all the listeners as well.
1: Well, Alan. Um, Group 1 success for a Pawwa superstar, a dog who's just been so exciting so far, he's won 15 of 21, he's got a Group 1 on the board now, of course he was favourite in the New Zealand Cup and he ran a fabulous race there for third. What's the ride been like so far for you as an owner of this dog?
3: Oh, look, it's, uh, it's been an amazing ride, to be fair, Rosso. Um, yeah, he's, um, he's such a special dog, and um, he's a dog that's just sort of given us, you know, so many thrills to date. And, um, yeah, it's just been an unbelievable journey.
1: Well, how did you get into this dog in the first place, Ellen? Look, he, he's not your first dog, but having said that, um, you know, we could probably call you a, a relative newcomer to ownership ranks of the dogs.
3: Yeah, look, absolutely. I um I first started um with a dog called uh Kia Terry, um, which uh my um, good mate Robin Wales uh got me into and um Dave was the trainer and uh We had a lot of fun with that dog and I raced that dog with a few work colleagues and, um, we were, we were fortunate, um, at the time Dave said there's an offer on the table for the dog to be sold and, uh, we accepted, uh, the offer and, uh, yeah, sort of moved in, um, to our next dog, which was Opawa Rockstar. And uh, and then obviously very fortunate to um, get um, asked to, to to go in with uh, a power superstar. There
1: was also a dog called a Power I think Al. Um, I assume it was yeah. named after you. And look he was all right. He was he was one of the hardest railers I think I've ever seen.
3: Yeah, look, um, he was a great dog, um, very good in sort of C1 grade, uh, especially with Box 1. And, uh, yeah, he was, um, yeah, he was fantastic also.
1: Superstar, though, is, he's very well named, and I assume that's because um, everybody was aware just uh, how good he was pretty early on. Was that the case?
3: yeah look um there was some pretty smart judges and including uh both robin and dave that um had taken him to the trials and um i think uh, a few well regarded in the industry sort of came up to both of them and uh i also sort of picked up a couple of texas after the after the trial and um everyone was sort of saying hey look you might have a nice dog on your hands and um, yeah we've just been um extremely fortunate and you know, very lucky um, with the you know with the journey today.
1: Because he is what he is, and he's constantly going out at sort of you know dollar fifty, dollar thirty, whatever. Um, how much sort of pressure does that place on you? What do you like as a watcher?
3: Oh, look, I sort of get a bit fidgety and sort of move around a little bit, and every now and again there's a little bit of screaming at the TV if you can call it that but um, oh, it's um, it's 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 a pretty sometimes it can be a little bit of a nervous watch but uh, The thing that I've sort of come to like about Superstar is he has fantastic track sense and, um, even if he is a little bit slow, like he was a little bit slow away on Thursday, but he can get down to the rail and he sort of, he puts his foot down and sort of away he goes and, uh, yeah, when he's like that, um, he's, um, yeah, he's, 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 he's pretty powerful.
1: We had uh, Dave Fahey, co-trainer, on last week on the program, and he, he seemed pretty confident about Superstar, even though he'd been beaten in his heat. Did you have any contact, or do you have any contact with um, with the camp, sort of you know, leading into the race?
3: Yeah, look, I'm pretty fortunate with Dave. He um, he always gives me a call before the race, and we sort of have a little bit of a pre-race chat. And he sort of talks me through, you know, what what could basically sort of unfold and how well the dog is is is, is sort of doing. Um, it's it's a fantastic insight to be fair, and uh, yeah, it's, it's 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 been brilliant.
1: You weren't there on. Um on Thursday night, down in Christchurch, of course, and you live up in Wellington, so you're a wee way away, but you have been known to travel to follow the dogs?
3: Yeah, look, absolutely. I just I just had a prior commitment, Rosso, so I was up in uh, I was up in Auckland, but um, I made sure that uh, I was able to to watch the race, and uh, there was definitely a lot of jumping up and down and yahooing and and, and and high fives that sort of took place uh, just after the race, and I think a few of the guys that were uh, were, uh, were with me uh, certainly had a swing uh, with the TAB. So it was uh, look, it was a it was a great. Uh, result all round.
1: And look, a dog running 2980 at Addington and running a personal best, you'd think he just blows to the front and wins, but for those who didn't see the race, that wasn't the case. He was actually effectively midfield. Um, and he had to then improve on the inside of the pacemaker down the back, who was Chetty Mavis, another Fahey runner. Were you a little bit nervous there when he tried to squeeze through coming off the back, back straight?
3: Yeah, look, um, you always are a little bit nervous, but I just, I love it when he can sort of get down to the rail and to be fair, whilst it's never ideal um, when you're racing against all of these top dogs to, you know, to be slow away, I just love the options that he has available to him and... Uh, because of that sort of track sense, he just sort of knows where to go and he's, he's, look, he's not a big dog. He's, he's sort of just under sort of 30 kilos, but he's, he's, he's sort of proven that, you know, he can muscle up with the best. And, um, yeah, it's, 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 it's fantastic to watch.
1: Indeed, and it, it looks a big thrill for, for for just casual observers, let alone somebody being a part owner. Now, I, I know that um, you have seen Dave in the last day or two. So are you aware now of, of, of what the plan is for a Power superstar next?
3: Yeah, look, Dave just sort of wants to sort of go through the calendar and he sort of did mention, hey, there might be a possibility of sort of heading to Palmerston North. But uh, I'll leave that with Dave to sort of make the final call and, uh, yeah, we can go from there. Go from
1: there. Indeed, so there's a, a Group 1 planned for there uh, with a final on the 11th of February. Um, actually, Al, the dog's been to Palmerston North before and you, you travelled up with me there and, and things didn't quite work out on that particular occasion. Um, well, do, do you think that if he went back this time around that he'd be better for that previous experience and he could show his best there?
3: Yeah, look, absolutely. Um, it's It's never easy um uh, any of these races now that you're sort of up in that sort of c5 grade and uh racing you know a lot of you know a lot of competitive and tough dogs um but i'd i'd, I'd like to think that with um you know the triple way and the experience and then going back uh to uh to palmerston um would certainly put them in good stead next time
1: you certainly will el you've uh, you've ticked off that uh that group one there and um, look as good as your dog is they don't hand them out as you know and so um, there's a bit of a relief or just pure excitement to say yep well he's, he's done that and let's see where we go from here.
3: Oh look, um certainly um just uh you know um just all excitement uh to be fair, Rosso. We're you know, extremely, you know, fortunate and lucky to be involved um in the dog and um I'm extremely um indebted to both uh, my good mate Robin and uh, also Dave and Jean and the team um down in Christchurch that takes such great care of him. Um he has had sort of a couple of niggles, but dave um, and Jean and, and the team has been able to get on top of them and um, as long as we can get around safely start Rosso um, I'll certainly be a happy man.
1: man. (laughs) Indeed Al look we wish you all the best congratulations on that success on Thursday and we all look forward to seeing a power superstar uh, in the future and um, it's always a pleasure to watch Greyhounds as good as him especially New Zealand bred.
3: Yeah, fantastic. No, thanks, 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 Rosso.
1: Thanks, Rosso. That's uh, Alan Davidson, part owner along with A Power Racing Limited of A Power Superstar, trained by Gene and Dave Fahey, who as Andy mentioned before, trained the Trifecta and the New Zealand Breeders' Stakes. Andy, just back to you. It was a, it was a dominant display and uh, and uh, and just a treat to watch because it's not like he got it all his own way. He actually had to think, and he was thinking at high speed.
2: Had to do a stack of work in the run after a moderate beginning, didn't he? But we've, we've seen it from him in the past and he just has that ridiculously high cruising speed once he hits it into the back straight and gee, he's just put a, a nice field to bed run 29.80. It's not the first time we've seen him break the 32nd barrier uh, around Addington. He's a, a fast animal. He's got a big future and uh, we'll have a little bit more of a chat about him after the break. But gee, he's just a, an excitement machine and potentially could go on to be one of the best New Zealand breed greyhounds we've ever
1: seen. We certainly hope so. The dog who ran second Chetty Mavis, is extremely young. Uh, Andy, from uh, this litter by Basia Barley out of iSavanna that we've uh, talked about a wee bit the last couple of weeks. Got a
2: future as well. She's got good early speed, Chatty Mavis, and she can put herself into to most races at a very early stages. Can Milky that get the greyhound who was able to run into third? And uh, yeah, it's a, a, just a phenomenal litter that Ice Savannah litter, and we've touched on it a couple of times so far. We, we see another debutant out of this litter go around on Monday into maiden heats over the five hundred and twenty meters. So the litter's certainly not done producing winners, and we're still yet to see Soapbox go around. Who he has been spruiking to us for the last bloody two months but we'll see it go around at some
1: point and it's got a big engine as well. <laughs> Indeed okay we better take a break Damien on the other side though we'll talk about a couple of other uh, races feature races that were restricted to New Zealand breeds on Thursday won by a couple of outstanding greyhounds in their own right too.
0: That's right no keeper and Homebush serious. the ones you speak of you're listening to Kiwi Chasing on this Sunday morning all thanks to New Zealand greyhounds the first for four. And a big welcome back to Kiwi Chasing on this Sunday morning. Mark Rosadowski and Andy McCook joining myself, Damian Watson, as we dissect the latest greyhound racing news in New Zealand. All thanks to New Zealand Greyhounds, the first for form. And Rosso, you spoke before about some of the winning performances of No Keeper and Homebush Sirius and some good race amongst good company as well.
1: Great thing at the moment, uh, Damien. is we do have some excellent New Zealand-breed dogs. So in keeping with New Zealand Breeders' Stakes, night, the uh, distance feature over 732 metres and the short course 295-metre sprint feature were also Restricted to New Zealand bred greyhounds. Not a lot of depth in the stayers, but the dog who's the leading light, Andy, no keeper, has now won eight straight, seven out of seven distances beyond 600 metres. Utterly dominant on Thursday with a 12 length win, breaking 43 seconds.
2: I don't know what more we can say about him really, Rosso. He's uh, he's just unbeatable over ground at the moment. Well, he has been so far through seven and he's just a machine. He's an absolute weapon. He's he's taken early checks on Thursday night against some really nice dogs. And, well, a couple of nice dogs and Leo to be fed a, a stayer who's been able to win a nationals here in New Zealand and he's got a way to beat him by 12 and a half lengths. He's dead set smoked him. He's he's broken 43 seconds after taking an early knock. But the Greyhound's just got phenomenal speed and he's able to keep that speed going but the extreme journeys, which is a scary thing for his rivals, and Rosso looking through greyhounds all throughout the country, Shaney's one of our better stayers, and she's certainly closer to the, the end of her career than the start, it's really hard to, to see something racing here in New Zealand anyway, that, that's capable of beating no keeper, and it's just a scary thing, I, I thought over the 600 metres, one greyhound who may have been able to test him was Rajabail, and Bale gave him, uh, well he gave Rajabelle a couple of lengths leaving the back and he got away to beat him by five and three quarter lengths he did. set smoked him and Raja had no excuse so it's a scary thing if you've got a greyhound you think might run 600 metres at the moment because there's no real beating the keeper
1: <laughs> No there's not but we'd still encourage people to do it because uh, you've got maiden distance uh, races class one distance races and um, it's it could be an opportunity for a greyhound Nonetheless, but of course, yeah, once you meet the keeper, well, at the moment, uh, you're running for second. Um, look, he's by no class, who actually won the New Zealand Breeders' Stakes back in 2013. And, Andy, no class was good enough to go to Australia. Did win over 715 metres at Sandown. I've got no doubt that no keeper is good enough to go across to Australia. Unfortunately, the way the, uh, the world is currently with this goddamn virus, um, it, it, it may well not be able to happen, but... That's a great shame because um, this dog, uh, it's not like he's a grinding stayer, as we've talked about. He's been a Group 1 winner over the middle distances, and I actually do think he's got the brilliance to go over there and, and line up against some of the best stayers in Australia, but it may not be a possibility. Exactly,
2: I, I think you have the nail on the head with him, he, he's not just a dower out and out star rolling home over top of average dogs, he's a, a get out and roll, get on the lure and, and keep rolling stayer. and those, uh, those 720, 730s that they race in Aussie at, at their bigger tracks would probably suit him down to the ground I did have a chat to Crafty on Friday about him and there's certainly some inkling that they, they want to send him to Australia to have a go against the best it's a, it's a case of timing and you know, whether they can get them over there at the right time for some of these races. I I think they've got a race coming up that might be half a million to the winner. And uh, Damien will probably know a little bit more about that. But that's certainly on the radar. There were some races through sort of mid-February that they were looking to target but obviously they're going to be coming to Marawatu with them so that's off the table now and then a potential chance for him to possibly head back over the 500 and go for a, a tilt at the Auckland Cup where he was able to place uh, in that, uh, that that race last season so there's certainly a, a chance we see him sent to Australia whether that does happen or not or who he goes to or how that plays out is the, the thing that the, the Cleve team and uh, of course Gaylene Turnwood and the whole team there have to, to navigate a path for him but I'm like you, I've got no doubt he'd be competitive against the best there.
1: Mm, well, um, congratulations again to Gary Cleave and Gaylene Turmold on uh, another fine New Zealand bread production and um, they've been uh, producing fine New Zealand breads for, for a good number of years but this is a uh, well, he's a keeper, isn't he? No keeper. And we better talk about Homebush Sirius, too, because you mentioned him earlier, Andy. He broke uh, 17 seconds for the John McInerney team. And, look, he drew box number seven in a final I thought was actually going to be quite tough for him to win. And, look, I, you know, I understand a couple of dogs got knocked around, et cetera, in that final, but um, he was actually just too sharp.
2: He was very good, and he was able to break the 17 seconds, as you say. He's a really improved sprinter of late. He's always been a nice dog. He's always had speed, and he's shown that from a very young age, and he's always had a a big heart, and just that ability. He's an out-and-out railer, serious, but he's one of those dogs who just loves drawing across the field, and when he draws out wide, he just puts pain on his rivals to the inside, and now he's starting to work out where to put his paws. He's just getting a speed about him that's going to be competitive, against the best sprinters, not only the New Zealand brands. He's sort of almost top, top end of the, the, the pecking order down here in Canterbury at the moment of what he's been able to do in his last couple of starts. So he's very good. He's got a bright future. He goes around at uh, Invercargill today, which will be uh, an interesting uh, aspect for the Invercargill meeting down there. They had a, a top-class run full of some very nice dogs, but unfortunately for the club, that's been uh, with scratching, has been uh, relegated to a three-dog three field. So Syria certainly uh, something for for punters to be watching out for down there. Not saying he's a uh, moral or anything, but he's certainly a, a little bit of a, a watch for, for punters who like to get involved and, you know, for, for people who like watching good dogs go around. And, Rosso, just back to the, the Crafty Cleave chat, you're saying about him being one of the, you know, him and Gayleen being one of the better breeders around in New Zealand for a long time. And I, I think the, the best thing about them, they don't do it going... To top sires, which which most breeders in the country look to do, especially these days with the the access we have to to those better sires coming in from Australia and Keeper just a, a, a an example of that being by their own dog and no class, it just makes what they do even more a, a special, you know, for for how they're able to achieve it.
1: Yeah, indeed, no, very good point there. So congratulations to uh, the Cleave team, obviously, to Team Fahey, of course, and. Team McInerney, He also provided the third dog in that uh, Harding Cup, which was a Murray Andy fairly able split them for the Fahey Kennels. And Andy, we talked last week about the depth of short course sprinters. Those uh, those heats were extremely competitive. We got the final we deserved. And as you say, I mean, obviously, you know, you, you want dogs like Typhoon Tim in there to to really spice things up. But but to be frank, that Harding Cup field was um, was as good as many Galaxy sprint fields.
2: It was very good and, and there were some greyhounds in it that were unlucky and, and none more so than than La Rochelle who was sorta of trying to punch in between gaps and, and found all sorts of trouble. But I think you could take sort of the four or five or six out of that field that went around in that Harding Cup and I'm not saying they'd beat a greyhound like Typhoon Tim but they'd certainly give them something to think about they wouldn't just be easy beats and you know even the dogs back in the field the Opawa Rangers and the Gold Star Porsches they're they're greyhounds that can run time when they get things right and they get the right run into races and unfortunately that didn't happen for them in the Harding Cup but it's it's just a a good sign of what New Zealand breeders are able to achieve these days with that access to that frozen semen that we have and you know so it's, it's meaning that we're, we're catching up to Australia in terms of what we can breed and the, the quality of animal we're able to bring through.
1: Yes, uh, and, you know, the New Zealand breeder stakes field was a very good field. He's hoping for more depth in the middle distance ranks too with our New Zealand breeds and obviously, you know, very difficult to breed stayers. it seems um, these days quite scarce in Australia as well at the top level, but um, hopefully we can get a, a niche or two that can do that and... Um, yeah, we, we, we look forward with some positivity uh, to the New Zealand breeding scene. Homebush Sirius at sixty five today in Race 7 down there at Ascot Park in Vikargil. That's at 2.34 uh, 2. New Zealand time, 12.34 Eastern Standard Australian time. Speaking of tips, well, we'd better give some more, Damien, after the break.
0: Absolutely. You're listening to Kiwi Chasing for New Zealand Greyhounds. The first for form is the news. Welcome back, indeed. You are listening to Kiwi Chasey on this Sunday morning for New Zealand Greyhounds, the first for form. All right, Rosso and Andy, you tipped well last week. Let's see if the streak can continue.
1: (laughs) Yeah, let's hope so, Damien. It'd be nice for some consistency, wouldn't it? We gave ourselves an uppercut last week, Andy. We responded with a couple of jabs. So what do you got for us this week?
2: Yeah, we did. It was about time we threw out some winners. To be fair, it had been very quiet on the winning front, and uh, yeah, hopefully we can uh, we can keep that rolling. Hey, look, I'm gonna just sort of focus in on today and down at Invercargill, and hopefully we can uh, build some funds for the the listeners to to get to get through the the coming week. Race one start off nice and early. This goes in 33 minutes, so it certainly will be the uh, the first for form here. Dog Seven and Murray Rock. He's uh, a greyhound whose form line attached looks just fair. He does race Invercargill really well he comes in with some of the freshest legs. Some of his kennel mates been racing a lot in the last sort of week to 10 days to 12 days and am uh, along with impressive charm, just a little bit fresher than them. And Murray Rock certainly races well at Invercargill. I think he's a nice little play at $4.20. Race three, one for the locals, Terry's Terra. He's $4.50. He comes up with box five. He's another greyhound who's had a little bit of a freshen up. Was a little bit unlucky through a couple of his last starts and they were in very very good fields two back he was beaten by tell bingo Bale in a, a 25 and 77 and we know what tell bingo's going on to do he was unlucky into the corner he certainly wasn't winning but he was probably going to run a decent enough second on that occasion he's downgraded to class one and go uh, in a class one and two i should say and he's going around at four dollars and 50 cents so i think he's a nice wee uh, go in the third race for vignon for uh, John Allen comes up with a decent draw spear trap to the inside or aid in and the Murray Luck to his outside, who likes to use up a stack of tracks. So he'll get a, an opportunity to drive through uh, race five. A little bit of value here, Rosethorn, $9. Now, this is a good field. There are a couple of pretty handy types here: a Master Porthos and Southern King, but they can both get it wrong, and Rosethorn's usually pretty reliable. Master Porthos got a good run through to nail her right on the line at Addington on Thursday, and he just maps a little bit ugly in the early run here, Master Porthos. So Rose Rosethorn might be able to sneak away on them, with Southern King being the hardest to beat it. On to race 10, I think one of the, the plays of the day go around here, Mitcham Hamish, and he's already had a little speck of money. He's freshened up, box two. Lovely draw for him. He'll follow the roll throughout and it's now a, a short field with a couple of late scratchings meaning a couple less for him to get past because he's not fast into stride. And Rosso, not so much uh, tips here but just a look forward to tomorrow at Addington Raceway and some very good uh, young greyhounds that we get to see step out for the first time uh, for, of their career, or either that or the first time we see them in New Zealand. Race two made in heat. Need proof goes around. This is one of the ice of Little, won his quality in 1748. Takes on Kennelmade Opa with Dragon, who qualified in 1710. Race four's a boomer. We've got Opawa Graham qualified in 1718. Whitzel Bale, who was beaten three lengths in the 1714, having her first start in New Zealand. And Opawa Zeva, who was uh, four lengths behind Opawa Dragon in the 1710. So that's going to be very good. And we also see in race 10 Naya Bale go around, who was able to win a, qual- a re qualifying trial here in New Zealand in 1714. And we get to see her for the first time. So, albeit a low grade meeting as usual at Eddington tomorrow on a Monday, some very good young dogs that look
1: like they could progress through the uh, grades very quickly. Outstanding, Andy. Um, no, thoroughly looking forward to that. And uh, you good to hear you sounding so bullish today. A twenty dollar multi across your selections today at uh, Southland comes to about one point one million. Um, just uh, looking at you <laughs> for me uh, midweek. Um, <laughs> we're racing again at Palmerston the North, and no, I'm looking forward to backing a few of those. They're at good odds, Andy. Um, Mine won't be, uh, so much. Uh, race 1, Dog 3, Grass Cutter Joe. First starter, qualified 23 and 47. Some other nice young dogs in this. Um, and a couple of them are out of the coal kennel. So Grass Cutter Joe, you, know, you might get a few more cents than you normally would. Trained by Bill Hodgson, whose team's going really well. Race 1, number 3, Grass Cutter Joe, from a really nice litter. Race 2, Dog 1, big time, Hussein. He won from box 1, 2 back. Not quite so much luck off an awkward draw last week. He's back into the 1 in a reasonable field, I hope we might get some reasonable odds, race two number one, midweek Wednesday, palmy uh, big time hussein then we 'll go down to race six, number five, reverse criteria race, so all the form looks a bit ugly big time clover comes back fresh there, better than his form line would suggest. This looks a nice race for him and Marcy brought a few dogs back fresh on Friday, and uh, some of them went pretty well and i 'm hoping clover will on Wednesday, race ten number one, big time Fay. Won't get great odds about a greyhound whose form's pretty average, but uh, she's a recent downgrader and she's had some ugly draws. She draws the inside here. I'd be expecting her to take advantage of it. Race 10, number one, big-time fader. Round out a midweek multi, Damien.
0: All right, hopefully it goes well. We'll see what happens, see if it can be two weeks in a row. Damian Watson, Andy McCook and Mark Rosanowski with you on Kiwi Chasing for New Zealand Greyhounds, the first for form. On the other side of this break, we'll catch up with co-trainer Wayne Steele. Big welcome back to Kiwi Chasing, all thanks to New Zealand Greyhounds, the first for form, joined by Mark Rosinowski and Andy McCook across the Tasman there in New Zealand. And we've got a special guest on the line here, Rosso.
1: We do indeed. A man of steel, Wayne Steele, in uh, partnership with his wife Tracy. They've had a pretty good season. We spoke with Wayne a few months ago. And... um, things have been going pretty well since then uh, 59 wins i think i've got you down for the season here wayne um look, good morning and how pleased are with are you with uh, with how things have been going
4: um good morning to you too, Rosso. um i'm really happy with how everything's been going um ticking along quite nicely um you know the old swings and roundabouts you have a little period where things go a little bit quieter with the dogs and then you have the good ones like we've had the last few weeks but um the evening out to be a pretty good season
1: Hoping up, you can stack up some more winners at Monaco today, and we'll get Andy McCook to run you through the team in a moment. Your son Corey's back in uh, Te and and set up uh, some kennels of his own on your property there, Wayne, and um, he had a pretty good start to uh, to his career this week too.
4: Yeah, he did indeed. Um, it, was, it was nice to see because uh, he's put in a fair bit of work to, to get to where he is now, and um, hopefully this also means he's now paying his way a bit more
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, We well, got a couple of winners during the week, so that was tremendous. And, uh, and Corey gets some opportunities again today as well. Uh, Andy, I'll, I'll bring you in here just before we run through uh, Wayne's team. Um, your multi for $20 actually came to uh, 51300 Now, we've clearly got some listeners because... During the break, that's been shaved to 45,900 as uh, a couple of your runners drop in. So it's either you hitting it hard or there are a couple of people listening to the show.
2: It's not me as yet, Ros. I saw so all of have achieved there is cutting my own lunch, haven't I? But that's all right. What we'll do is we'll get a couple of winners from Wayne and then that'll boost it to 1.1 1. 1 million and we can all be millionaires after we get today's racing out of way in New Zealand. So, uh, Wayne, very, uh, very good morning to you. Thanks for joining us. Uh, in the first, you've got spring forward going around, the first of seven charges for your team today and a, a greyhound on the downgrade today.
4: Yeah, she could she could go all right. Um, she's had a bit of a freshen up, so... Um, so um... Yeah, I'm not too sure here with the draw, but uh, I think you're running a good honest race, mate.
2: Race two, you've got Bugsy Brown going around, and uh, he's a a greyhound who, uh, another greyhound who's on the downgrade today. He comes to Monaco over the 318 metres, which we haven't seen from him as yet. But he's a greyhound with some ability when he puts his head in the right place.
4: Yeah, um, he's been getting well enough at Cambridge, but he, he just hasn't really found luck and hasn't quite been finishing his races off as strong and. Just sort of thought the change uh, of venue might just um, wake his ideas up a little bit, and no, I actually race him a, a reasonable chance of, um, you know, top couple today.
2: Decent enough price around him as well, five fifty and a dollar ninety in race six. You come up with box one here with Carlos, and he's a greyhound who's uh, who's not always fast and destroyed, but he's got a, a decent enough engine when he gets his paws moving.
4: Yeah, and, and inside draw is going kind of to help the industry as well. So um, I, I think he's another one who could go uh, reasonably close today. Bookie's thinking
2: the same. He's a $2 favourite today. There's a little bit of money coming in for Dynamic uh, Dynamic Empire, but Carlos well and truly in the market. We move on to to race number uh, nine here, Wayne, and you've got a three-pronged attack going around here. So we'll start off uh, with the the Greyhound drawn closest to the rail of the three of them, and that's triggered and he's come up with box six. So they certainly haven't been kind, giving you decent draws close to the rail here, Wayne, but he's a, a Greyhound who's been good in
4: his last two. His last two. Yeah, he's a nice dog and he can run along a bit, but he's a little bit indifferent. Um, the last couple of runs, he's, uh, you know, he's got on the pace for right, but he hasn't quite been as forward as I would have thought, and he's run the races out really well. Other days, he can sort of just put his head up in the air a bit and float when he's in those sort of positions. So you sort of he's always a 50-50 as to what you're going to get out of him on the day, but um, draws definitely are helpful. <laughs> Yeah, it's just to say
2: the least, Opa Sandridge. He comes up with box seven, stepping up a grade here and essentially two grades taking on some class threes after his last start. class one win, but that win was
4: solid enough. Yeah, it was. Um, he, he's a good, honest dog who who normally puts in pretty good races. You don't, you don't normally see him um, not put in a good effort, but I just think that, that draw is definitely against him even in a, in a lesser field. Um, this field, I mean... You, you, you could take him on trust and hope he puts an honest racing, but realistically, I, I don't think he's uh, top three.
2: Overtaking comes up with box number eight, and in terms of bookies prices, he's the, the most favourite of your
4: three runners, and he brings in a really solid form line. He does. Um, he's a bit indifferent with his racing as well, but he, he seems to have taken back nicely to, to being at Auckland, so... He may not be quite so bothered by the outside draw, but he can be a little bit tardy from the boxes on occasion. So he couldn't do that today because I could see all three of these dogs getting a bit of a um, consultina effect on on the outside of that first bend and maybe losing their chances if they don't get much luck. So it's just one of those races, um you know, I wouldn't be having a bet, but if something came in for me, I'd be pretty stoked. We move on to race number 11, and
2: uh, the final runner for your team is all-consuming. And he's a well-known dog, isn't he? Because he's a bit of a monster. He's a big, tall, leggy bloke, and he comes up with box number two today.
4: Yeah, um, I've always got a little bit of a soft spot for him. He's, he's about four and a half now, so he's at the end of it. He's, um, when he came up, he had, he had retired from Dave with a torn gracilis, and then he, um, after a couple of starts and a win for us, he really badly tore a stop and so so. He's sort of at the end of the end of his career sort of taking them race by race nursing him along and see what we get from him but one thing I will say at Auckland he, he definitely makes himself competitive from the jump um, so if he's handy he's as strong as most dogs he's just probably lost a lost a leg or almost two with his speed but um, like I've, I've always got a bit of time for him he comes up
2: with box two today how does that suit him being such a, a big leggy dog like he is.
4: Really, he's some well, surprisingly. Um, as I say, tight turning track at Auckland, um, but for whatever reason, he, he tends to begin a little bit better and be handier into that bend. And if he, if he is on the rail, always behind Opal Albert, um, I'd, I'd see him running in the money. But um, it's a pretty hot field. We see him uh, go
2: against Opawa Lucy, which is first up in the north for uh, for your son Corey. Anything you can tell us about her before her uh, first appearance in the north?
4: Corey's kept that one pretty quiet, but he's given me a couple of trial times and things, and, and she's been handy enough by the looks of her trials. Um, so outside of that, I would say he's probably she's probably as close to being as right as Corey can have it, but I, I wouldn't be too sure um, quite what he's expecting.
2: Has it got him out of your hair anyway? Wayne, uh, having his own team of dogs,
4: or is he still getting involved helping you as well? He's still helping us as well because that was uh, part of the deal with um, me building the kennels and all, all the care on with that. Um, but it's definitely helpful that he's out of my hair a lot more. Best focus.
2: of luck with uh, your team today, Rosso. Uh, that's uh, Wayne deal with his team. Seven going around and some, uh, some handy enough chances throughout the card.
1: Indeed, um, Wayne. Just before we let you go, I do, I do want to talk to you about a dog called Ramble and Andre. He's got a bit of a following. Um, he's greyhound that's been racing at, uh, at Cambridge exclusively. He qualified extremely well there back in September. He's a bit of a goose the way that he runs, and he seems to want open air. And um, he hasn't won in a wee while now, not since November. But he did run second to a pretty smart dog there on Thursday. Look. Do you think he can fulfill his his potential and how much hair have you lost over Andre so far?
4: Well I haven't got too much more hair to lose but I've lost a little bit as I've gone along um I think there's still I still think there's still um, something to get out of him. Um, I thought that run at Cambridge on Thursday was very good because that is a smart dog that archer has got um, and one of the very few occasions he'd done on turns and, and got on that pace a little bit earlier so. Maybe. Maybe the, the penny's starting to drop, but I've seen him um, go through on the rail and, and, and shoot through from a bad position, and then other days he's looking to find, as you say, room and get himself in the horse with a strike. Um, I'd like to get him up to Auckland. Um, he has trialled over 500, and he's gone quite well, and I think that would possibly even speed him a little bit better than the 457. Um, But we're taking our time because, as you say, we've got issues with him and if I don't sort them out, we're not going to see the best of them.
1: Yeah, indeed. Well, look, he um, he doesn't... I see he was, well, 27th of January 2020, so, um, you know, he's he's going to Turn 2. Uh, this month. So he's one for us to watch out for. Wayne, thanks for your time. Uh, That's Ramble and Andre we're talking about there and hopefully Wayne and Tracy can continue their Good run today, Uh, Andy. As I say, farewell to you. And yes, you can jump in and say goodbye if you like. But uh, let's hope we can find a winner at Monaco and Southland today, thanks to you.
2: Yeah, hopefully we can find one down at Invercargill. Otherwise I'll be hanging from the rafters nice and early through the week.
1: (laughs) <laughs> OK, what's well, a nice way to finish, Damien. Thanks for your time this morning, too.
0: No worries. Best of luck to everyone in New Zealand, too, in regards to uh, the potential new restrictions. That's it for another Sunday on Kiwi Chasing. Please join us same time next week.